So do you know the history of, like, Colonel Sanders and why he's a colonel? No. So have you ever heard of the Kentucky, the Kentucky Colonels? Like a baseball team? No. That, well, there is a baseball team, but that's not. So a Kentucky Colonel is, like, a honorary thing that the government of Kentucky can bestow on people. And it's, like... A thing. It's like a. It's like a civic uh, award. Oh, okay. Like the key to the city. Yes, but there are. They got real loose with how many people they were giving them to. Oh no. Uh, and Colonel Sanders got one because he like had a chicken shack, and he ran with it and just started calling himself the Colonel. <laughs> and people didn't know what this, like, because it was kind of more of, like, a secret society thing. Oh. But, but also, like, but also, like, a thing. And so they were running with it, and that's how it got. But there's wildness about who is. So, like, you have your, like, Kentucky celebrities. and like Do they still do this? Yes. There's still thousands a year get... Uh, get Kentucky Colonel, uh, and so it's like it, the, uh, so like everybody from like you know uh, the governor of Kentucky to like George Clooney who's from Kentucky. Oh, but there's also like like Muhammad Ali who's from Kentucky. Oh like, yeah, stuff like that. But there's also like uh, Trey Anastasio from the band Fish. Is he from Kentucky? No, or do they just really like fish? They but also, like, George W. Bush. Basically, every president has got become a Kentucky colonel. Interesting. Also, there are the fictional characters. No. Like Santa Claus. What? And Mickey Mouse. Wait. Our Kentucky colonel. Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse is a Kentucky is the cur- colonel. I'm going to start calling him the colonel. The colonel. The colonel mouse. Um, I was going to guess... The only, this is so embarrassing, you've listed a whole bunch of people that are Kentucky colonels, some of yes. which are from Kentucky, some of which are not. Some of which are made up characters. Some of which are not even real people. The only person I could think of off the top of my head that was from Kentucky is Mitch McConnell, and I did not want to say that. Oh, I bet he is. Oh, you... you I'm sure he's a Kentucky colonel. Yeah, so, but it's, you know, like, each state has, like, not each state, but a lot of states have, like, their orders of, like, civic... Interesting. This, How this, many of them is Trey Anastasio a member? Probably a lot, but my favorite one is Nebraska, like, their colonel is, like, the admirals. But they don't have any water. It's a very landlocked <laughs> state. I thought you are just going to call them, like, ear of corn. I just want this podcast to get big enough to where I can get, You can like, be a, a Nebraska admiral. I can be a Nebraska admiral. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, 2.0. 2.0, yeah. Dylan, what happened last week? So last week we uh, got about 30 minutes into recording and I accidentally deleted the episode. And what happened the week before that? We were out of town. So uh, we had a little break. This is, this is, but we did our summer, our summer break. Our summer break in May. May. (laughs) But we are 
back, baby, and better than ever. Yep. Imagine it like it's our second season of Food for Pot. I yes. don't know. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's, a, you know, season number two starts now. And season two, bigger, also, hungrier. And uncut. Mm-hmm. Except for we're going to have to cut these sandwiches. Yep, we got uh, some pretty big sandwiches. Liz, what did we eat last week? We ate a fried chicken sandwich mm-hmm. and a chicken burger. And Liz, what is in front of you right now? Two, like, honking chicken sandwiches that look like turtles. And we, that is right, we are doing the fried chicken sandwich episode. We're doing a very special fried chicken sandwich episode where we're going to talk about three different yes. versions of fried chicken. And so let's eat this one. And then we will have three different ones to talk about. Yeah. So you have saved our recording so far. Yes, we are we are recording this, and I have I I learned what they taught us in typing class in eighth grade that you have to save your work constantly. I love the idea that your typing class was telling you to save your work because wouldn't your work in typing class just be like the same letter over and over again? Or like little combinations of letters to get faster at typing, I mean, and then we, they're like, "Don't forget to save." I mean, we we had to like type full paragraphs, but then we also, when we were done with our paragraphs, we got to play Mario Teaches Typing, so that was fun. Oh, I've never played Mario Teaches Typing. Well, get on now. Now the kids just go to typing.com, and they have all kinds of typing games. Fun. I should do that. Welcome to the Typing Pat Podcast. Yeah. Who's who I can I can type very fast. I'm the exact generation to be very weirdly fast at typing because when I was the ages of like eighteen to twenty one, we didn't have cell phones yet. So the main like form of communication in rapid time AIM. was AIM. So People both older and younger than me will be like, it's weird how fast you can type. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, we had to like tell like all of our information via typing. You would have made a great secretary. I've always said that <laughs> by your typing skills. I don't think typing skills get you anywhere in the workforce other than... A secretary. I don't, but secretaries don't... What about a stenographer? That's a different skill. That's a different kind of typing. Yeah, and secretaries aren't, like, typing dictation anymore. It's not right. the 50s. You would have been great in Mad Men. I would have been great if I went, if I invented a time machine and went back in time to where typing was, like, an important hireable skill. Speaking of going back in time. Yeah, let's go back in time to last week. Last week. So, <laughs> so let's, like, let's frame this up. So we've had three different... In the past three weeks, we've had three different... Fried chicken, chicken sandwiches. sandwiches. So should we go in order from, now that it doesn't really matter, should we go in order from oldest to newest or newest to oldest? Let's do newest to oldest because I think let's not give away the the surprise ending of the oldest one we did. Okay. The surprise ending is it is was... we had a fried chicken sandwich. Yeah. We raised the chicken. It was our scratch. beloved chicken. It was our beloved chicken. Pat. That's not, that's not the, that's not the surprise ending. So, Today. Today we ate sandwiches from Lucy's. Lucy Chicken. Lucy's Chicken. Lucy's Chicken. <laughs> Lucy Chicken was the name of our chicken. It was actually it was actually just some loose chicken that was rolling around in a bag. <laughs> they were selling it on the L. Yeah. Lucy's. It, Lucy's squares. Lucy Lucy's Chicken in uh, Uptown. 
Yeah. Down the street from us. Yep. So Lucy's Chicken in Uptown, it's their second location. There's also a brick and mortar location in Humboldt Park. I feel like this one opened up like right after the pandemic. Right before. Right before. It opened in February 2020. That's right. I remember the big deal that they were making about how it was opening. Yeah. It was right like smack before the pandemic, but... Luckily, chicken sandwiches are pretty easy to pivot to carry out. So, um, then they also, prior to opening their two brick and mortar locations, they had a food truck. And I think they still have a food truck. Makes sense. Called Lucy's, Mm -hmm. where they sell chicken sandwiches. So they sell, they sell chicken sandwiches and burgers, but I think the chicken sandwich is their signature dish. What kinds of chicken sandwiches did we get? We got their signature... Spicy fried chicken, which has coleslaw on it, mm-hmm. but I think we'll get into the differences between different coleslaws. Yes. Because this wasn't a very overpowering coleslaw. And it wasn't so much. It I liked that one because it had, I like a little bit of coleslaw, but I don't like overpowering coleslaw. Yeah, I was like, we'll talk about this more, but I think I was disappointed that the coleslaw wasn't especially coleslaw-y, but I figure you would probably like... That's what I like about this it. ...this coleslaw, because was that it wasn't coleslaw. It wasn't super mayo-y. Yeah, it wasn't, and it was, like, not a lot compared to the chicken. It was just, like, some small pieces of, like, cabbage and some dressing, but not really super mayonnaise-y. And then the second sandwich we had mm-hmm. was a fried chicken sandwich with bacon jam. Yes. So... And that's all I gotta say about that. Bacon jam is not your jam. I, okay, I was, so I liked, so I took the first bite of it, and I liked it. And then Mm. I took the second bite of it, and I was like, oh, too sweet. Does that make sense? Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I ordered, I basically ordered the bacon jam for me. Mm -hmm. The bacon jam did also have a garlic aioli on it. Yeah. Um... So I didn't think it was too sweet, and what I really, really liked about the bacon jam is that little pieces of bacon fell off the sandwich and into my mac and cheese. Yes, they definitely had, it wasn't just, because I've had some bacon jams before where it's like bacon flavored jam. Mm -hmm. This jam had bacon in it. It was, it had like actual bacon, and it's interesting because if, I don't think that I like meat enough that I would normally order a fried chicken sandwich with bacon on it. Right. That's a lot of meat on meat. Yeah. That's I mean, a that's hat like on a hat. A double down, right? Yeah. But I. This was kind of KFC double down at. There were two chickens. I, I was confused by like what the chicken situation was. It was like a stacked chicken, and then there was like also like. A little, like, sing, craft single of cheese Yeah, there's some American cheese. What It seemed like there were two chicken, not patties, because it's, like, chicken meat. Right, I, two chicken breasts. Two chicken like, breasts, Like, yeah. in one sandwich. Like, you get a lot There's of, a lot of fried. You get a lot of meat on these sandwiches. Yeah, and that's because it's, like, two thin breasts. There's, like, multiple layers of breading. Yeah. Um, which is definitely unique. I've never had a sandwich with that kind of structure before. I would say the hot, I was expecting it to be hotter. Really? Yeah. It gave me back burn, a little heat at the end, but I, I didn't get, like, anything, like, up top. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I, it was spicy enough for me. And I think what I think of, like, a, a spicy chicken sandwich, I think, like, my go-to in my brain is the... Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich, uh-huh. which has like a 
buffalo sauce on it. Oh, it does. Know? Now, they, Lucy's has a buffalo really? sandwich. Okay. I didn't get that because buffalo isn't my favorite. Mm, interesting. Maybe that's a deep dive I should do because I don't know what buffalo sauce is. Buffalo sauce is like a mix. I've made buffalo sauce before. Oh, yeah. So you, you know what's in it. I mean, I know what it is. It's but basically like... buttery, vinegary cayenne. Yeah. So that's like base. It's it's like a Frank's Red Hot sauce, which I kind of think is like the go-to like buffalo sauce. It's basically three ingredients: just cayenne pepper and butter. Like gotcha. So yeah. So the reason the reason I don't like buffalo flavored things or I avoid them is because they usually have celery on them. Mm. Uh, this one doesn't, but it does have blue cheese, which, which you is don't like. Not a thing I like. So basically, all of these sandwiches have like one thing you like and one thing I like. Yeah, but I also think if done right, blue cheese is not a deal breaker for me. Yeah. So. Um. But yeah. So there, the the third sandwich in the menu that we didn't get is a buffalo. So maybe that one would have the forward spice that you are looking for. Yeah, but I I like the the backburn on this. I. Like the, I, I like the idea of the bacon jam, even if in practice it's not my fave. But I like the, I like that it was like not phoned in. Does that make sense? Yeah, I thought the bacon jam was really good and interesting. I liked it personally, and I also um, felt like because I didn't think the chicken needed more spice, I liked having the bacon jam as a counterpoint yes. to the spicy chicken. Yes. So It did have some heat to it. The bacon jam. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But it was also like had some sweetness. Mm-hmm. Which I think for me is a good balance of flavors. Right. Uh so that was what we just had. That's what we ate. We also should we talk about the sides now too? We had mac and cheese. Yep. <laughs> and that's Hard to hard to mess up mac and cheese. Although, I do know how you mess up mac and cheese. How do you mess up mac and cheese? Just add dumb shit that doesn't need to be in a mac and cheese. Oh yeah, you're like very anti like lobster mac and cheese. I'm not an anti lobster mac and cheese. I just think you should not take two things that are very good and try to combine them into something that make that waters down both of them. Yeah, lobster is definitely better when it's not in mac and cheese. I and, agree. And I don't like I don't even necessarily like bacon in mac and cheese. Interesting. Like, I like you can sometimes I don't even like the the breadcrumbs on mac and cheese. Wow. I just like I need an abundance of cheese. And salt and pepper. That's basically all I want on my mac and cheese. I really like breadcrumbs on mac and cheese. This did not have breadcrumbs. This no. was very much this a is, side. It was mac and cheese. It was mac and cheese like you're making a big pot of it to to sell for sure. Yeah. It was not artisanal. Do you know, have you seen like that they have mac and cheese places that are like set up like Chipotle's or like Noodle Company? I know like, of Noodles and Company. Yeah, but this now is there's like, one that's just mac and just cheese. Just mac focused. and cheese. I don't know the name of any of them. I've just seen like TikToks of them. Oh, where it's just like you put your mac in, you put your cheese in, and then you get to pick like the toppings. It's basically like a froyo place for mac and cheese. When I was growing up, we had mac and cheese and peas and tuna. Like. A sandwich or just peas and tuna? Peas and tuna in the macaroni and cheese. Oh, gross, gross. 
It's basically just like a tuna helper, but like. Yeah, I mean, I like tuna noodle casserole or tuna rice casserole, mm-hmm. but but don't you don't need to put it in mac and cheese. Just have it be the sides. Yeah, I never had like macaroni and cheese as its own thing. But also, I I I'm a I'm a I grew up on the craft, so I at the blue box. So, yeah. So you know, I, I got I'm a man of simple taste. <laughs> Yeah, this was better than Kraft. It was, like, real noodles and, like, it had a seemingly real cheese sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, Kraft, I feel like neither are real. No, but it still tastes damn good. To you. <laughs> you can have all the Kraft mac and cheese and I'll have all the bacon jam. Okay, I'll remember this next time I make Kraft mac and cheese and you ask me for a bite. I mean, uh, it's, a, it's a childhood memory. Yeah. So, um, let's see. What should we... Let's talk about last week. Last week, we got chicken from Gigi's Chicken Shop. Yes. And Gigi's Chicken Shop is also in our general neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And it's new. It's new. It opened new, up. Newer than Lucy's. Newer than Lucy's. So Lucy's, poor Lucy's, as we said, opened in February 2020. Mm-hmm. Gigi's opened, like, this year. Yes. So, um... They are ta- they took over the old um, what was it called Southport Lanes? Southport Lanes, the the bar that had a bowling alley in it where employees had to reset the pins. Yeah, and it, like, you made it sound like it was the bartender had to go back and reset the pins if you were bowling. They had like Could've a been. person whose job it was to be behind the lane resetting the pins. Could have been the bartender. That'd be funny. That would be so annoying if you were trying to get a drink and <laughs> like, like people busy, were bowling it's and like the a bartender busy Saturday night. running back. It would be annoying if you were bowling and it would be annoying if you were drinking. That's why it's not a bowling alley bar anymore. Right. Now it's three different restaurants run by the Boca Group. Yes. Um, Gigi's is, um, it was originally a stall at Revival Food Hall and then it also had a pandemic pivot. Um, to a virtual restaurant that was run out of Boca, mm-hmm. which is the Boca Restaurant Group's flagship restaurant. Um, and the chef for Gigi's is the same as Boca, uh, which his name is Chef Lee Wolin. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting. I was excited to try Gigi's because he is, Boca has gets a Michelin star every year. He has been nominated for a James Beard Award. And so I was curious what his chicken sandwich would be like because it's a fairly simple food. It's hard to mess up, but hard to like elevate. Yeah, exactly. It's like I don't. I, we've had three fried chicken sandwiches. I have to say, like all, like not to spoil the episode. I think all three of them were good. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna stand here and be like one of them is the best thing I've ever eaten in my life. And I also think that you're not. You're you're a self admitted person who would not order. A fried chicken sandwich on a menu. I think I've had three fried chicken sandwiches in the last three weeks, and I think the whole rest of my life up until now, I had maybe three others. Yeah, you like your chicken different ways. Yeah, and I don't, I don't dislike fried chicken, but I'm just like, frankly, if it's already on, like if it's already breaded, I don't really need the bun. A bun. No, that's fair. Um, I think the best one about Gigi. So we got the fried chicken sandwich. But I think the real big thing that was that we both really liked was the ground chicken. Yeah, so that was one of the things that I was really excited to try at Gigi's. So Gigi's is a chicken-focused restaurant. 
Lucy's is like a fried chicken sandwich-focused yeah. restaurant. Gigi's is a chicken-focused restaurant. But the fried chicken sandwich is only one of the things in the menu, and it seems like they actually specialize in rotisserie chicken, mm. um, which we didn't get. No, we did not get a rotisserie chicken. Uh, but I, the reason I was like, the thing that tipped me over the edge for trying Gigi's was the chicken burger on the menu. Which, it, it was funny, because I thought that it was just like a chicken breast. Yeah, and the I part that... A in non-fried. The... A non-fried. I like ate the whole thing, my whole half. And I thought that it was just a chicken breast until you told me it was ground chicken. Yeah, and that um, is lost to history. The recording where Dylan said, I liked that chicken breast. And I was like, that was a burger. (laughs) But I think it's just like, because when you get ground chicken or ground turkey, I definitely buy into the like, well, it's not going to be as good as a normal burger. You know? Yeah, and the thing is with the Gigi's chicken burger is that it um, is a little different from, like, normally when you're eating a chicken burger, it's like, I feel like we talked about this last time, it's usually frozen. Yeah. It's intentionally meant to be a healthier option. And, like, mass-produced. Yeah, this one is not intended to be a healthier option. This one is made... artisanal... You keep using the word artisanal today. An artisanal chicken burger. It's, um, well, it's not, like, custom-made, I doubt it, but it's, like, it's made homemade. It's, like, um... They grind their own ground, chicken. Ground with chicken thigh, and then they add skin into the ground meat to keep it moist and juicy. Yeah. And I think that really, like, helped a lot with the texture of this patty. And I just, like, thought it was so interesting because you never see a chicken burger on a menu. And their justification in an article I read was that they wanted a sandwich on their menu that wasn't fried. Mm-hmm. And... They said there was no reason to have a beef burger at a chicken restaurant. Yeah. So they just decided to make a chicken patty and that's better. Interesting, given that, like, I feel like for a lot of bars, the go-to would be just to make a chicken breast sandwich. Or, yeah. Or a chicken wrap. Yeah, like something. a grilled chicken. And there is a rotisserie chicken sandwich as well. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, that was the thing where I was like, this is really creative like, the chickens, the fried chicken sandwich that we had was, like, we were just saying, like, normal. It was, like, yeah. it had coleslaw on it, right? Um, it was good. It was, like, everything you wanted. It was not spicy. Right. That wasn't a spicy one. But it was, like, basically what you expect from a fried chicken sandwich. But I felt like the chicken burger, I was, like, this is really something that I hope catches on. Because I don't always want red meat. For sure. But I don't like it turkey burger usually yeah so i liked the new method of like making the patty i i wonder what like the fat like because i know when you're like grounding meat for sausage you have to like get the right fat ratio i wonder if they had to like go through a lot of different variations to get like how are we going to keep this like juicy because chicken dries out very easily yeah no i bet they had like a lot of trial and error i also like i i did do like a little digging on like why don't you see chicken burgers more Mm -hmm. and this i couldn't this is the first time i like wanted to know an answer and i just like couldn't find an article about it really like nobody is talking about chicken burgers at all nobody wants a chicken burger nobody wants a chicken burger nobody's asking about chicken burgers nobody's like opining on chicken burgers i had to find a reddit thread from 2015 Mm -hmm. 
And the two things that they mentioned of why you don't see chicken burgers is that it's a riskier meat to like do a burger. Yeah, because you can't you can't eat it like a little raw. Yeah, you or, like, can't you have, can have your burger. chicken burger pink in the middle. It's like the salmonella burger. Yeah, but then that's the the flip side of that is if you want to make sure that it's fully cooked in your might be overcooked. Then it will be dry, and yeah. so you really like you said you have to do experimentation and get that ratio right, and like be able to make it fully cooked but still there's delicious. Art, there's an art to it. And then the second part, which I thought was interesting is that a lot of ground beef is made from, like, as we learned in our time beef episode, parts of the cow that people aren't, like, clamoring for. Because yes. cow is a big animal with a lot of meat There's parts. a lot of meat that is not as, like, visually appealing as, like, a sirloin. Yep. Chicken, we kind of eat all of it. Yeah. There aren't, like, parts of a chicken that are already going to waste. I did just butcher a chicken last. Not butcher. I, uh... Ha! I deboned a chicken last night. <laughs> uh, I didn't butcher a chicken. I did. That would be weird if you showed up and I was. Just oh my like, god! There's just a clucking chicken. There's like chicken, oh, and I've just in the got apartment. Like, I look. I have like a hazmat suit on, no. and I'm just butchering a chicken in the apartment. Br- I would Brick's leave. helping. Brick's holding a knife. I would call the landlord. I would be <laughs> like, I'm moving out. <laughs> my boyfriend's doing. Voodoo uh, chicken ceremonies. I just feel like my house is haunted <laughs> by a chicken. By a chicken. Um, yeah. So they. Anyway, you were. What about you were deboning a chicken? and yeah. You learned that all of it was delicious. Well, yeah. You kind of use it, it. You can use every part of a chicken. I guess you can use every part of a of a cow too. But like, I make stock out of the bones and then i just use all the meat uh so it's but it's not a generally you could just like cut it up like yeah you don't yeah i don't have a meat grinder yeah you're not like let's use up some of this chicken right. in a patty exactly so, so you i think there it's are more work more work yeah. is what i'm trying to say there are some barriers to the chicken burger catching on but like i liked it i would go back and get it again i probably will yeah. um so that was a highlight for me. Do we want to talk about the sides we got at Gigi's? Do you remember? I totally remember. You should tell everybody what sides we had. We had smashed potatoes. That's right. With chicken drippings. So yes. they were like meaty flavored mashed potatoes. Yes. They reminded me of when we went duck confit uh, potatoes. Yeah, they they was, but it was like it was very much like that, yeah. but like chicken. And yeah. then we also got Brussels sprouts, which yes. you liked. I did like the Brussels sprouts better because they weren't, they were so charred that they didn't taste like Brussels sprouts, but not like a burnt way. Yeah, I liked how well done they were. I I tend to like vegetables a little bit well done. Mm-hmm. Um, an interesting fact about Brussels sprouts. Did I tell you this before? No, I haven't like. I don't have a citation handy because this is something I read a long time ago, but apparently, like, farmers did a whole bunch of, like, crossbreeding to try to make Brussels sprouts taste better. And that's why Brussels sprouts are more popular now than they were, like, 20 or 30 years ago. Wait, this is them tasting better? Yeah, this is Brussels sprouts now are better than they used to be. Oh, God, I can't imagine what they tasted like before. Well, that's why when we were kids, it was, like, such a joke that, like, Brussels sprouts were the worst vegetable. I still think they're... Definitely towards the bottom of vegetables. I like them, but you see them on a lot of menus. So, like, what is your... I think also, like, 
you can do a lot with a Brussels sprout. Like, you can make a fresh salad. Yeah. You can roast them. You can put them with, like, balsamic vinegar. Like, there's a lot you can do with a Brussels sprout. Side note, what's your least favorite vegetable? Uh, you can't say celery. What? That's my least favorite vegetable. Celery doesn't count. Why? Because it's not really, like, nobody's eating celery just by itself, you know? Yeah, they do. Who? Like, people on diets? Oh, but, well, that's just... People eating buffalo wings? No, that's a side. Like, you eat, uh, and it's always dipped with something. I'm thinking, like, vegetable that is, like, All right. that could be a main dish. String beans. But you love edamame. That's a whole different basically, bean. They're basically the same thing. No, they're not. String beans and edamame? You can't eat the shell of edamame. I've tried. I mean, you can if you try. You can. I've definitely, I think the first, like, two years that I ate edamame, no. I, ate, I ate the whole thing. I put, the first time I ever ate edamame, I put it in my mouth whole, and I chewed it for, like, ten minutes, and then I realized that the person I was eating with had removed all the shells from their mouth, like, had been eating it the proper way, and I was like, oh, this doesn't belong in my mouth at all. Sounds to me like you didn't try hard enough at chewing the edamame. No, it was, I don't like to swallow things that are hard. Um, (laughs) leave that alone. Hell yeah. So, um... Edamame is not a string bean. They're not they, the same at all. It's an American string bean. Green beans. Herakover. I don't think they're great. I don't know what that word that that's, you just said is. And that's a fancy, that's like a fine dining word for, for string, string beans. beans. Well, I, I guess. I feel like string beans is like the trashy version and green beans is like the medium version. And then Herakover is okay. like when you're trying to be fancy. But green beans, I only know green beans as like school cafeteria or in a can yeah i don't think i've ever had a green like a fresh green bean in my life oh really yeah they're better (laughs) than string beans i mean they're better than like every vegetable is better in a like fresh or like roasted form than in like a high school cafeteria steamed form right right? like those are the worst carrots Mm -hmm. oh no no doubt and i think that's what kind of like soured me on carrots for a very long time was because that was like how I knew carrots was just like no salt or pepper no seasoning just like the steamed in a giant oven kind of food right what's your least favorite vegetable Brussels sprouts um cauliflower maybe oh yeah cauliflower is not amazing I don't like cauliflower for a while it was broccoli but I found some ways that I like actually like broccoli um well, cottage cheese. Cottage cheese is not a vegetable. It's gross, though. Also, bringing it back to the topic at hand, um, cauliflower is the only thing you can get at Gigi's if you are a vegetarian. You can I, get a cauliflower sandwich instead of a chicken sandwich. I also, here's the, here's the other hot take. I think that we need to stop trying to make cauliflower wings a thing. You know? I think we are overdoing cauliflower as a meat substitute. Yeah. I agree. I think there are like, plenty of better things. Like, I, give me a portobello mushroom in wing sauce, and I will eat that over. That sounds terrible. No, I've had, I've had like, but you don't like buffalo sauce. Yeah, that's what that's, <laughs> I, I was like with you on the portobello mushroom sandwich. Then you put wing sauce on it, and I was like, what are we doing? I bet no, but like if you like the sauce, like let's say sure. okay. You like the 
Asian zing. Uh-huh. Yeah, Asian zing portobello. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like, do that instead. Mango habanero, sure. Put mango habanero sauce on a portobello mushroom. It's mm. the same concept, just, like, taste a hundred times better than cauliflower. Yeah. I agree. So, um, before we talk about our third sandwich, yes. our big fancy sandwich reveal. Yes. Do you want to learn a little bit about the history of the general fried chicken sandwich? General fried chicken? General fried chicken. Not the colonel. Not the colonel. <laughs> no, the fried chicken sandwich in general. Yes. Do you know who, you know who claims to have invented the fried chicken sandwich? Um, yes, you told me. I remember. It's... I Chick- told you this last week. Do you remember yes, who it it's is? it's Chick-fil-A. It's the Chick-fil-A founder. Do you remember his name? Uh, Chicky McChickerson That's Filet. That's Yes. Chicky McChickerson Filet. Yes. No, his name is S. Truett Cathy. Mm. And the S stands for Chicky McChickerson. The S. <laughs> the, F, the F stands for finisher. It's an S. Right. Weezy, oh, Weezy, 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 Weezy S baby. <laughs> Weezy F chicken McChickers. Yep. So, um, S. True Kathy is a weird old white man who founded Chick Fil A. Mm-hmm. Um, something you probably know about him is that he's super religious. I've heard. That's why Chick Fil A is closed on Sundays. Yes. So a lot of sources say he invented the fried chicken sandwich. But. But. Let's be realistic. <laughs> but you're telling me that maybe there's some stolen chicken valor? There probably is. Um, whenever a old white billionaire man is credited as the inventor of something, you got to look a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and thankfully, Ebony Magazine did that. Mm-hmm. And they went through, like, old, old copies of black-owned newspapers to find ads for fried chicken sandwiches. So the Chick-fil-A fried chicken sandwich was originated in, I think, the 1940s, and they found um, restaurants selling fried chicken sandwiches all the way back to 1936. There was an ad in the Topeka, Kansas Whip newspaper. Man, for a fried to, chicken sandwich special at Booker T Cafe. We used to name our newspapers way cooler things. Now it's just the the World or the Globe or the Tribune. Let's get the Wit. The Wit. There you. There are a lot of really good newspaper names out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the where I grew up, it was the Reading Eagle. Nice. And the Reading Times. Nice. I was about to Google funny newspaper. Funny newspaper names. names. I bet there are some. The Daily Tombstone. <laughs> the Anaconda Standard. Porcupine's Gazette. I like that. So they went through the chicken... So they went through a bunch of chicken ads in old newspapers, probably with interesting names, and found chicken sandwiches existing well before Chick-fil-A did, and, like, fried chicken sandwiches specifically. Mm. So... You're wrong, Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Wow. You didn't invent it. What a surprise. Wow. But I will say something that I learned when I was going down this rabbit hole is that S. Truett Cathy, the founder of Chick-fil-A, did write five books. Yes, and they have very silly names. 
Yeah, so the first one is eat more chicken, spelled like the ad. I mean, that's just trying to get people to, like, eat at your restaurant. That's marketing. Right, but then the subtitle is inspire more people, which is spelled correctly. Um, he has a book called, a motivational book called, It's Easier to Succeed Than to Fail. Factually, not true. It's very easy to fail. It's very easy to fail. Um, a parenting book called It's Better to Build Boys Than Mend Men. You know, if he is really missing opportunities because he could do like all a play on chicken for the soul kind of stuff. I think that's chicken. Right. Well, I know chicken soup. <laughs> I know chicken soup. But I chi- don't know if you could sell a book called Chicken for what about the Soul. Chick- what about chicken sandwich for the soul? Waffle fries for the soul. Waffle fries. Uh, Polynesian sauce for the soul. Is that a Chick-fil-A product? I think they have Polynesian sauce. As, like. I've never had that. I've only had Chick-fil-A a handful of times. The, I, the only experience I've had with Chick-fil-A is they had one in our uh, dining hall at college. And we, you could just like, they were the only thing that basically came prepackaged. So, you, and once you like booped in, you could just like have as much food as you wanted. So we would just fill backpacks full of Chick-fil-A and put it in our like mini fridge in our dorm. Uh, and then I have not probably had a Chick-fil-A since then. Yeah, I... That's... This? Didn't have one of those at my school. You didn't have a dining hall? Not really. Well, we yeah. just had a bunch of places that you could buy food from. Yeah, we had but a we big... didn't have, like, an all-you-can-eat. Yeah, we had a big dining hall. Yeah. Um. Then my favorite one is he wrote a book called Wealth. Is it worth it? Says the billionaire owner of Chick-fil-A. Yeah. I, I mean, since his net worth is $1.2 billion, I'm going to guess his answer to that question is yes. yes. It's a resounding yes. If he said no, he could just give it all away. <laughs> just an idea. Um, it's like, nah, not worth it. Nah, it wasn't worth it. Going to keep it, though. Yeah. <laughs> just in case. Just, you never know. You never know when you might need another $1.2 billion. <laughs> um, yeah, so... That's the history of the chicken sandwich, or the fried chicken sandwich, yes. is that it is at least as far back as 1936 and was originally sold mostly at black-owned restaurants, and then, like all kinds of things, and then white people took them it. and got it popular. It's um, like rock and roll. And uh, Weed? Weed. All the weed stores in Chicago are owned by white people. It's a big controversy. Well, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. It's a really, like, big, like, current anti-racism issue is that, like, all of these, like, African-American people were, are still in jail for selling weed. Oh, for sure, for sure. And then white people are just like, I have a weed empire. It's cool now. It's like, isn't isn't it cool that... I can now make a lot of money off of this. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's like... Look, I think what you're tiptoeing around is you have a problem with capitalism. And because we are a pro-capitalism podcast, I don't know... Wealth, is it worth it? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) I just have to say, like, for future, like, sponsors out there, we are pro your capitalism. Chick-fil-A sponsor. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
You exactly, can have your Jesus own Christ. Code. Exactly, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, wants. America's first capitalist. Yep. <laughs> um, you could have your own podcast where you, <laughs> the capitalist food podcast. Me and the cat is going to be cat cat capitalism. That I, that's, as, that's the only. It's me and the cat talking about money. Cats building generational wealth. Yep. Um, let's let's get back to chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to do the big reveal of where we got our first chicken sandwich from? We did it. We went to Nashville. We got Nashville hot chicken in Nashville. We did, and I will say, it was very good. It was pretty good. Worth the hype. It was exciting. It was worth the hype. We had it from... Prince's. Prince's, which is, I was told by the internet, was the original. It was, and they have a very, very interesting backstory. But Tell do you want to just, do you want to go jump into it, or do yes. you want to hear more about um, what we ate we, two well, weeks ago? We had, we had chicken, we had hot chicken, Nashville hot, and it had a good... I think the main difference between this and the other two that we've already described is it had a sauce on it. Yeah, it did have a sauce on it. And it was also um, on a Hawaiian roll. Yes. Which I enjoyed a lot, actually. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like Hawaiian rolls. Um, So I approve of that. I think normally when you go to Prince's Hot Chicken, they don't even necessarily have a sandwich. Really? Um, So we went to... The food hall in, like, downtown Nashville. Broadway, baby. Broadway. And the menu I'm looking at doesn't even list the sandwich. Well, we got it. For their chicken shack. Because um, I wanted to, I wanted to, I should have done this before right now. I wanted to look at what the accoutrements were. <laughs> I mean, it had, it had, it had. I think it was the basic chicken sandwich. Oh, here it is. Yes. Sweet heat, slaw, and pickles. Yes. And you could pick how hot you wanted it. And I got medium. And that was plenty hot. Yeah, medium was just just fine. I don't need to, like, have a dick measuring contest about hot chicken. With, like, random people in a food hall in Nashville, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, like, I, I think... Oh, yeah. I see it now. So, there we got, like, a little spicy little ranch... And then there's obviously spice on the chicken, and then there's pickles. And the coleslaw was on the side. Yeah. No, it was solid. It was very good. Uh, Before you get into the history, do you want to rank the three places? I think we should. Yeah. But I don't want to, like, sell anybody short. No, they were all all good. They were all good in their own special ways. We don't have to... We don't have to pick between our children, our chickeny children. Our chicken children, our chicken babies. I, I, I think, I think... Prince's I'll, was good. I'll just say Prince's was the best. Prince's was the best. Because it is, they've been, they're the original. Yeah. And I will say, I think, I think the Lucy's fried chicken might have been better than the Gigi's fried chicken. Yeah. I what think, do you think? I think that if we go back to Gigi's, we will get something that is not the fried chicken. Yeah, sandwich. probably. I like the the chicken burger was like really, really good. And I would absolutely would like to try. I would like to try their rotisserie chicken. Yeah, sandwich. and I don't think their fried chicken sandwich was bad. No. I just don't think it was like it's notably not the main thing. good. It's yeah. not the, 
And I think that, like, I really like the hot chicken from Lucy's. So I was pleasantly surprised with how good Lucy's was, for sure. Yeah. Cool. And so Prince's is the original hot chicken. And I want to, like, when I'm doing this history lesson, I want to make sure that I clarify the first history lesson we were making fun of Chick-fil-A is about the fried chicken sandwich. Yes. This history lesson is about Nashville hot chicken. Which... I would say the defining thing is more just, like, the seasoning. Yeah, so Nashville hot chicken, I think, was originally just chicken. Chicken. Like, it was fried chicken. It wasn't necessarily on a sandwich. So that's why I was looking at the original Prince's Chicken Shack. Yes. They don't even have a sandwich on their menu. Right. Like, they do have a sandwich on their assembly food hall menu, and I bet they have it on the other one, too. I'm not going to speak for Prince's. <laughs> but, like, I think that, like, the original, original... Fried hot chicken was just regular fried chicken, not on a sandwich. Yeah. Now, in the explosion of Nashville hot chicken, you see a lot of sandwiches. Mm -hmm. But the two histories are different and have come together more recently. So, Prince's has a 70-year history. And the, Prince's is the origin story of Nashville hot chicken. Yes. This is one of the few... Like, food histories that, like, actually nobody it's, disputes. It's locked down. Yeah. The hot chicken in Nashville is originated at Prince's. Yeah. And so Thornton Prince III opened the original. It was originally called Barbecue Chicken Shack. And, like I said, most people agree that it was the birth of chicken, hot chicken. And so... The current owner of Prince's is named Andre Prince Jeffries, and she is his great-granddaughter, or possibly grandniece, according to one source, but the one that interviewed her said granddaughter. Okay. granddaughter well, so she would probably know. She probably knows. <laughs> um, so the this is the part that, like, is the legend that um, might be true. But this is the story that they tell is that so Thornton Prince. So the man, the, the owner of Chick Fil A, came in one day, <laughs> said, "I have a great idea." <laughs> yep, yep, that's that's it. Uh, as true, Kathy was in this story. <laughs> <laughs> no, so Thornton Prince, the founder of the original Barbecue Chicken Shack, he came home. This is a direct quote after a night of tomcatting. <laughs> Wait, hang on. What is tomcatting? Like. Is that like being a man about town? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, on the on the prowl, talking to the ladies. What a what a weird slang. Yeah, so it came home the next morning, and his wife. Oh no! Wasn't so happy. He was out tomcatting on his wife. Yeah, so she said to teach him a lesson. She was making him his Sunday morning chicken, but she seasoned it with a bunch of hot peppers from the garden uh -oh. as a punishment. She tried to kill him, basically. Well, she tried to kill him with, like, a she edible food. You can, um. you can, <laughs> but, like, if you're biting into something that you don't know is hot, like, that yeah. could be really, like... It could be jarring. It yeah. could possibly give you a tummy ache. Um, no, Thornton loved it. He was like, this is the best chicken I've ever had. <laughs> Backfire. Yeah. And his wife was like, damn it. Yeah, but... Not too damn it because it became a sensation in Nashville and a very successful business. Look, 
I've always said that tomcatting <laughs> is it, it good, good things become from tomcat. It's the nest. What's the in the necessity is the. Uh, so he's the mother of invention. Yes, Tom Catting <laughs> is the mother of the invention. Mother of hot chicken. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, so like, yeah. So the restaurant was called the Barbecue Chicken Shack for like a long time, several decades, and then thirty-five years ago, um, Andre Prince Jeffries took over and changed the name from Barbecue Chicken Shack to Prince's because it wasn't like barbecue. Right. <laughs> So, um, originally the chicken was made in lar- fried in large cast iron skillets, but now with the volume they use deep fryers. Makes sense. Um, they aren't very forthcoming about what's in the spice blend. No way. What? Somebody with a fried chicken recipe won't tell you what's in it? What are you talking Wait, about? That's almost like every single fried chicken place ever. <laughs> Yeah, so the only things they would say is that the chicken is constantly being marinated. So it's it's pretty much what you expect. I did, like, try to nail down, like, what makes something Nashville hot chicken, and there really isn't... I think with, like, the explosion over the past, like, five years, it's just a, like, name now. It's yeah. like It's like the... Texas two step, you know. It's I not, don't know what that is. I don't. I don't. Know. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other things that are like name things, but don't really like fall into like a category. Like you know Philly I mean? cheese steak. Yeah, like a Philly cheese. Exactly, like a Philly cheese steak. Yeah, like I think so. There isn't like one thing. There's not like it's only Nashville hot chicken if it's yeah. from the Nashville region, region of, of France. The Nashville region of Tennessee. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just. Sparkling Jack Daniels. Um, No, so it's like, uh, basically it's just chicken that's spicier. Hot chicken is just spicy chicken. There's Mm. not like, but there's not like one seasoning that's required. It's not like there has to be breading a certain way. It's not like it has to have cornflakes on it or something. It just has to be spicy chicken. It's just spicy chicken. And so like that was something that I thought was interesting. Um. The other thing that's interesting is, like, obviously for us as white people who live in a different city, like, we found out about hot chicken when the rest of the world did with, like, the fast food chicken wars. We all uh, lost some good men in those fast food chicken wars. Yeah. Somebody did die in line. Somebody died? Somebody did (laughs) die. Do you remember when when Popeye's put out and, like, everybody lost their shit? Somebody stabbed somebody in line for a Popeye. Oh, that's taking it too far. Yeah. Oh, no. I'd say. That's terrible. Um, Yeah, so this is actually a lot of parallels to the fried chicken sandwich and a lot of parallels to many foods that are very popular in America is... That it was Prince's, originally the barbecue chicken shack, was very popular among Nashville's black community. Um, it was popular, like, in East, East Nashville was the original neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as recently as earlier in this century, there wasn't really anybody eating Nashville hot chicken outside of those neighborhoods. And yeah. why did it become on the map? Because uh, the mayor of Nashville in 2007, Mayor Bill Purcell, decided to set up 
the Music City Hot Chicken Festival. Hell yeah. And, um... Do you think we could get media credentials for this? I think we should. (laughs) Yeah, so that was what made, like, the rest of the food world aware of hot chicken. And so when you go to Nashville now... Um, and this is, this is what's driving me crazy about this is that like, so Hattie's is the other place that people will tell you to go. Hattie's opened in 2012. Hattie's is probably fine. We didn't go there. I'm sure. Hattie's has a reputation of like, this is the touristy fried chicken place. And it was like people, like people in the media are already trying to claim that Hattie's invented Nashville hot chicken. Fucking Hattie's. And that is so ridiculously, like, easily provably false. Yeah. Um, that it's very rude. And I don't think Hattie's themselves are pushing that narrative. I think it's just people don't look that hard. And no. they're just like, Nashville hot chicken seems kind of recent. This place is the place I see. Have some ethics, food journalists. Yeah, do at least a little research. Don't just credit the first white person you see with a food. So Hattie's is a white person? Yeah, they're totally white. Yeah, that's icky. And yeah, like it's fine that they're making chicken. I don't think anyone's saying they can't. But I think it's just annoying when people just assume that they're the inventors of this without doing... Even slightly more research. Yeah, that's... I'm boycotting Hattie's. <laughs> you're also boycotting I'm only eating. I'm here. only eating Chick-fil-A from now no. on. No! <laughs> You've convinced me that Chick-fil-A is the only chicken place for me. Yeah, so... Um, the, the end of the story is that then KFC started selling Nashville Hot Chicken in 2016, and that is... When it officially became, like, a very mainstream. Right. And now there's, like, definitely, we've talked about, like, food trends and how, like, things pop up, whether it's Froyo or ramen. Nashville hot chicken has been that before. Like, I don't mm-hmm. I don't think there as much now, but definitely, like, right before the pandemic, there were quite a few... Nashville hot chicken places that were popping up in Chicago. Yeah, no, it's a it's a popular. I think it's a trend that has maybe reached saturation. Yeah. But I think two important morals morals of the story is like everything that is a food trend in your community is usually just like a food in someone else's community. Yes, like Nashville hot chicken is not a food trend in the sense that it's existed for 70 years. Don't, this is a very, my culture is not a costume kind of uh, argument. You yeah, know what I mean? but it is. And I that, like, that actually just like came up in the food writing class I was taking is mm-hmm. that like, don't say something as if like, the, th- the example she gave is like, don't say Filipino food as a trend. Right. Because it's also just like a place where people eat food. Food. I think that I can say without any qualms that frozen yogurt is a trend. My culture. <laughs> your culture. Your yogurt culture. My yogurt cultures are fair, not your. <laughs> to be fair. Yogurt is a culture. Yeah. <laughs> not a costume. It's not a costume. Oh my god. That's going to be Halloween costume. My culture is not a costume. 
my culture is not a costume and you're and you're dressed as a big thing of yogurt. Yeah, or just like a petri dish. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, great. No. Yeah, and then the other the other moral of our fried chicken story is don't just point to the first white person you see and say that they did something. <laughs> <laughs> well, as the first ever uh, food podcast. Yep, we invented it. We invented food podcasting. <laughs> We're the only white people in this room, so it must have been us. We don't know. We don't know Brick's race. The cat's white. He's Russian. He is Russian. He's Siberian. Mm. Well, it's 23andMe the cat, and we'll have the results (laughs) next week. (laughs) Just took a DNA test. Turns out he's a cat. Still a cat. Just a cat. All right. All right. Anything else? No, I think uh, we, that oh, that is time. We 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 spent a lot of time doing that with the fried chicken. We learned a lot. I, um, I learned a lot. I learned a lot as well. And um, and now we're back, season two, better than ever. Yeah, catch us at our new bowling alley where the bartender also has to do something every time someone bowls. It's, and we're also hiring bowling bartenders. We keep losing them. <laughs>